Hey guys, it's Brant, and I'm back with an addendum or a supplement to the Kiss the Panel Has Spoken video for Creatures of the Night. Uh, if you watched that video, you saw, you noticed, and a lot of you did notice this, that Rick couldn't be here because he had some scheduling conflicts. And so here he is, the one and only Mr. Rick from It's All For You Demon. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me back. And we just wanted to go through, uh, there was a lot of people that were like, man, I would like to have known why Rick chose those songs where he did. And they really yeah. missed your commentary. Um, you know, some what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just think it'd be good for us to just go through the list. Uh, and, and you say where you pick some things, where you pick things and talk about why you picked them like we usually do. All right. Um, so, uh, it's, this has already been done. So had, have you got the chance to watch the video? Yep. Okay, cool. Today. Cool. All right. So, um, what did you think about, before we get into it, what did you think about Nina and her experience with Vinnie Vincent? Wasn't that so cool? I thought it was very cool. Um, it's, it's rare to meet someone that's in with that camp mm -hmm. and that was awesome. Um, I loved hearing her experience. It made made me want to meet Vinny. Um, I've, you know, Vinny. Vinny's a, a, a and a strange character, and not in a bad way. Almost like a a, a Bigfoot legend mm -hmm. of the Kiss world. Um, you know, he was he was there, kind of as a ghost for the Creatures record, and then there for Lick It Up, disappeared, came back for revenge. And it's just kind of a legend, you know, a, a mysterious legend. And it was neat, very neat to hear her experiences. And, uh, man, it made me really want to to meet him. I know he's done some, like, horror conventions and stuff like that. And I love the way he autographs the Creatures record in the, in the pink. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And and her her talking about her experiences really made me want to meet him. I think that, I think it would be a great time and a, a great experience. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a viewer that's told me that he talked about going to those, uh, that Vinny goes to those horror conventions. He's gone to those before. And I told, he, I told him, I said, you let me know because I'd love to go. I'd love to go and meet Vinny. And uh, I've talked with Nina uh, since the videos came out and she's actually in touch with Vinny's assistant and, uh, I don't think Vinny has gotten to see the video yet, but I understand that he is going to watch it. Uh, he That'd wants awesome. he wants to watch it, but um, then those hurricanes went through Nashville where he lives, and he's okay. Um, she got in touch with his uh, assistant, and Vinny's okay. And so, uh, but yeah, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to hear. I'm looking forward to hearing what Vinny thinks about it, and uh, and. And I'm looking forward to getting to lick it up because uh, mm. that's where Vinny kind of really came into his own on that album. And he was mm -hmm. featured on the cover and credited. And he's all over, his fingerprints are all over that album. His influence is mm -hmm. all over that album. He's definitely an He's like an enigma. He's definitely an influence in whatever he does. And he has that iconic sound to his playing. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he's involved, like you said, he's a. He's he's very unique and uh, he's like an, what I call he's what I consider like an enigma. He's a he's a a force, mm -hmm. and uh, like him or not like him, you know you have to respect him for his oh, yeah. his his playing and what he did with Kiss. Mm -hmm. Whether you like him or not, you have to respect that. If you're a Kiss fan, you have to respect what Vinny did in his time in Kiss on Creatures, Lick It Up, and the Revenge album. Mm -hmm. So so. Uh, but yeah, we're looking forward. I'm gonna to try to have Nina back again sometime in the future on some things. Uh, so yeah, so she'll be back. We've talked about some other stuff already. But so let's get into creatures. Uh, first, first of all, you wasn't there to give your insights on creatures. So I want to get your insight. Where, where were you when you first got exposed to creatures? What'd you think? What'd you think of the "I Love It Loud" video? Um, how? When, when did you get exposed to that? Just your experience and feelings for this album. So probably first experience would have been um, I Love It Loud video on Exposed before I'd ever heard the record. So I that video was so visually cool. 
um, definitely sucked me in. And those those gigantic drums. I mean, how could you not love that? Eric Carr looks amazingly cool in that video. That video is just very... That video is what Kiss should be in a music video. It was like, they kind of just did blew their load in that one video because they never really recaptured it again and then had never really done it before. And it was just perfect. And then I think around 1990 bought the CD and of course it was the 85 cover. Uh And so that it was kind of confusing. I didn't know why they did a different cover. Um, Later on collecting vinyl ended up finding the makeup cover. And of course, the makeup cover is way better. Yeah. But definitely one, I wouldn't rank it as one of my top five records, but it is one of my most played records. Kind of odd how that, that happens. But I, I love this record. This record is heavy metal kiss. And I think it's what we all wanted. Like I, we all love the rock and roll party side of kiss, but this is like heavy metal kiss. This is 19, 1980s heavy metal kiss. And it's just beautiful from beginning to end, minus one song, which <laughs> I ranked at number nine. Uh, yeah, and, and oh, before we get into Killer, before we get into Creatures, we're going to need to talk Killers. But leading into Killers, um, what a difference between Killers and Creatures. I, I was telling mm-hmm. somebody in social me- on social media today, it is amazing that Killers and Creatures was recorded within a year of each other and even had the same producer. But Kiss yeah. took such a left turn in their where they were going to go with this album as to where yeah, the stuff on Killers honestly sounds to me like stuff that would come later in the 80s that would have been like on Hot in the Shade or on Crazy Nights, yeah. really on Crazy Nights. And they were actually intended, some of those songs was intended to be on Creatures. But it's just amazing that you add Vinny and you stir that that that, that song pool with a Vinny stick and it gets this heaviness to it. Um, and I'm not saying it's solely Vinny that did that, but I think it was definitely a concerted group effort because one of the lines in, in I Love It Loud... And we'll talk about it whenever we get to I Love It Loud. But, and, and I've already stre- expressed my feelings on it in the other video. But um, there's so much that they say in I Love It Loud that was their headspace at this time. No more lies, no more alibis. Won't be tranquilized. I mean, you know, and they... I Love It Loud is like the anthem for this album, and not only for this album, but where Kiss was in their headspace moving forward. Uh, and it, it, it definitely shows. It shows on the next few albums. It shows on Lick It Up, on Animalize, on Asylum. It shows uh, it, over the next few albums that Kiss was... They were done being 70s Kiss. They were done being mm-hmm. experimental. They were done being a pop band and a disco band. They were going to be a heavy metal rock 80s slash hair metal band they would kind of morph into that but and it was a great time and mm-hmm. leading, right on the cusp of the non-makeup era you know and honestly i think i said in this video and i'll say it to you because i want your <clears> thoughts <throat> and i think we've talked about it before in private but i think creatures would have sold a lot more had they take the, had they taken the makeup off for creatures yeah I can see that. I think it would have sold more because I think it would have attracted more attention just because of the fact that they took the makeup off. Mm-hmm. And, but, because a lot of people overlooked it. It's like, oh, another Kiss album. Oh, yeah. they got blue faces. Oh. Uh, oh, it's another thing. Yeah, Kiss is back. Yeah, yeah, but if they would have done something like, they could have even done the same photo with the blue and the and the white eyes and just took the makeup off. And at least would it would have been something to make people go, what the crap is this? Kisses took mm-hmm. their makeup off. And uh, I was talking with somebody, and they said it'd been cool if they would have done half makeup, like makeup mm-hmm. halfway off. Or have it be one of those. those yeah, one of those. Where that, you can turn it and yeah. like, yeah, non-makeup, makeup. Same That's exact cool. pose, non-makeup, makeup. Same same exact oh. pose. Would have oh, been yeah. cool. Uh, but... 
it is what it is, and but I think Creatures is great. Um, so talking about Killers really quick before we get into uh, Creatures, I uh, want to go over that list really quick and get your thoughts on what you picked and why you picked it. So for number four, the panel chose Partners in Crime. So where'd you choose that and why? I chose Partners in Crime at number three. And I, I this is one of the songs that you, to me, I can feel them building into what would become creatures like this is the this is the song that that would become creatures that would become look it up um the pre-chorus has a very elder feel to me so it makes me feel like it was written at, at that time but maybe not finished or you know like the early concept was around that time um I also like the, the little kickback to uh, down on your knees in the mm-hmm. in the verses, so that's pretty fun. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I chose it at number three on my list. The horns kill it for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I can, I can get that. Uh, so at number three, the panel chose down on your knees. Okay, now down on your knees is number four for me. This is kind of the throwaway of the four. However, I'm a huge brian adams fan uh-huh. like like you love typo negative and kiss i love kiss and brian adams and i brian adams is in my dna i have so many memories to brian adams music so hugely important to my life and uh i love it's number four on my list but i love this song because brian adams debut record his self-titled record had almost a disco-ish feel to it and it very a lot of it, the songs very much feel like the, down on your knees they start off with just that drum beat and it's just that steady drum beat and him and jim balance were were notorious for that on brian adams first record so i do love the song from a brian adams standpoint mm. but yeah it's 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 my least played of the four tracks on this record yeah and I know these were made whenever Brian Adams was getting his start. Him mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just always that's a very unlikely combination is Brian mm-hmm. Adams and Kiss, and uh, it was it works on a Creatures a lot better than it works on yeah. Killers. Uh, but yeah, it's a unique combination. Uh, I love Down on Your Knees. <laughs> it was my number one on it. That's the that's the thing I love about me and you is you can hate it, not hate a song, but you yeah. can have it listed as your least favorite out of all the songs in a group or whatever, and then I have the same exact song at my top and, <laughs> and vice versa. Uh, it, it's just, a, it's it's cheesy, um, but I love Down On Your Knees. Um, and all these songs have that just ultimate 80s montage, Ralph oh, Macchio, yeah. Karate Kid, or yeah. whatever montage feel to them. They're so, uh-huh. much, they're so much fun. You had mentioned that in the, in the video about a Karate Kid montage, and I was like, "Yep, totally like a a an action montage of an '80s." Movie. It's especially what the especially what the uh, panel chose next uh, for number two. They chose "I'm a Legend Tonight." "I'm a Legend uh, Tonight" has montage written all over it. <laughs> uh, I uh, I chose this as my number one. Um, to me, this is the track that I that makes me wish Killers was a full record. And I love Paul Stanley's ego in this song. I mean, even the title, I'm a legend tonight. Uh-huh. And then at that one point in the song, he, he says, look at me. And I, I love it. It's just that rock star bravado ego. And it's, it's classic Paul Stanley lines. I love it. And then the one that they chose, hands down, uh, higher than any of the other three songs is the the dem you know the the song that was originally demoed all the way back for the elder and nowhere to run. Yeah, um, I chose this as number one. Uh, it to me it has a 1978 Paul Stanley solo album feel, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great track, great melody line. Uh, yeah, it just totally makes me feel like it's a leftover from Paul's record, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, the, I just really wish they would have done, even though it wouldn't have been a, as great a record as Creatures, 
I just wish this record would have been all original material. I think it would have been really fun. And maybe even an Ace song would have been, you know, if not amazing, uh-huh. amazingly fun. So I just think it saddens me that there's only four tracks, but I get why they did it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and even all these, they even though they were produced and everything, they all still have a demo-ish feel to them. Yeah. All of them sound like they weren't. They were almost like work in progresses or examples, like a demo. But they were more of a beefed up, because if you hear some other Kiss demos, they sound like they're basically recorded on a four track. Mm-hmm. But they're beefed up demos. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I don't know. Uh, Nowhere to Run to me sounds like, when I hear Nowhere to Run, it sounds very early 80s underground 80s before 80s metal and 80s heavy metal got popular mm-hmm. like it had an early 80s feel to it and i'm not saying it sounded like these bands but it almost had a feel like early wasp early twisted sister early yeah, like under under the blade era twisted yeah, sister yeah, yeah like under the blade era twisted sister the early wasp some of that early stuff and, and wasp was one of those bands that had those kiss theatrics all right so yeah but they especially that song just had that early underground 80s metal rock hard rock feel to it all right so let's go to um let's go to creatures so, um, for number nine, the panel chose Keep Me Coming. And I chose Keep Me Coming at number six for me. Okay. Um, this, to me, this is the song that defined where Paul Stanley would go in the 80s. This is the birth of Asylum, Paul Stanley. Yeah, it's got a, got a, uh, zeppelin kind of feel to it in a way it's got swagger um it's one of his shining moments on this record to me i know you like to do this too who's the winner of the record to me gene gene wins this record uh but this is this is paul's shining moment mm-hmm. yeah i love i love keep me coming like i said i think i picked keep me coming uh six for me i, I love it and six does not reflect yeah <laughs> the how i feel about it i love keeping mm-hmm. coming all right so for number eight the panel chose killer killer i chose at number five um i love the intro um i love i love the feel feel of the track um it's classic 80s gene um this is a track that i makes me wish would have been on killers Mm-hmm. And Killers would have been a full album. Um, it's kind of repetitive verse, but it ne- it's not nearly as grating to me as Danger is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just a great, it's got a great feel to it, and I, I never skip it. But mm-hmm. it's just it's five. I ranked it at five, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I rank Killer last for me. It's just there's parts about it that I like and I and I don't not like it. I mean, even the intro kind of has like a a feel like it should belong on Killers. Just that uh-huh. you know that fade in uh-huh. and uh I don't know it. Every time I hear it, I always I always picture the Killers album cover, and I wish it was on there yeah. and that was a full record. Yeah. I love I love the beginning riff and I love when Gene starts singing, and mm-hmm. but I guess something about me being a drummer when the drummers start when the drumming starts, mm-hmm. it kind of goes down a notch for me. It's like the drums don't take it to the next level. To me, it kind of pulls it back a little bit, and uh, I'm trying to picture the drums in my head. It's like it starts off. It goes ta 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 ta. It's just that like kind of that. Obligatory fast beat, mm-hmm. the boom tap, boom boom tap, boom tap, boom boom tap beat. Yeah, um, you're right. But I do love the my favorite part of this uh, song is the chorus. 
that killer run for your life and that uh-huh. that riff under it that I like that mm-hmm. but I don't know like there's more that I don't like about it so yeah um, so number seven the panel chose danger danger I like the mel- melody line but musically and especially the chorus it just lags for me um, I chose it at eight to me it's I don't, I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but to me, it's kind of the throwaway track on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just one that's skippable for me. And I think you mentioned this in the video. Just that chorus gets so, you know, danger, danger. You know, and that's just like, I just kind of, I kind of just lose interest. It's not one I'm going to get in my car and put a CD in and be like, oh, got to go to that. It's a, it's a skippable track for mm-hmm. me. And at the end, he steps the dangers up. He actually goes up to that danger, danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love, I love the drums in this song. That that big huge bass drum and those that big huge fourteen inch deep snare. Mm. I mean, I love that rockabilly, rockabilly amped up metal uh, bass bass drum uh, sound and that drum sound. Uh, I love the solo. It's got a great solo, but that chorus, man, chorus kills yeah. me. Kills me. me too. Yeah, I chose this down low. It was eight for me. Um, so number six, they chose Saint and Sinner. Oh, I I love love this song. <laughs> Absolutely love this song. It's number four for me. Um, you mentioned drums. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that hi hat. That mm-hmm. oh, that splash of the hi hat is so. I've loved this song since I was 19. I just smile when I hear this song, and uh, I love Gene's, you know, you can go to hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, mm-hmm. it's classic. It's a classic heavy track, and it belongs on this record. Mm-hmm. And I I just love it. I, I I smile every time I think of this song. It's a great track. It was my number four. Yeah. Demon singing this song. I love it. He's the mm-hmm. center. You know, he even calls himself, you're saying I'm the center. And, um, and I was 19, but him always saying the ace is high. Mm-hmm. I always took that as like, oh, that's a he's talking about ace, you know. But yeah, I think I think this is this song's definitely it could be contrived as a shot at ace. Ace is high, and uh, the deuces are wild. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of references to cards. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen these photos, but there was a series of photos, promotional photos that went around in 16 Magazine and stuff like that. And there was this Mm -hmm. one where Ace was holding cards and he Mm -hmm. was peeking through them. And every time I hear anybody talk about, even Ace himself, he's going to have to play without an Ace in his deck in Rock Soldiers. Mm -hmm. Anytime somebody refers to cards and stuff like that, I immediately think of Ace. Uh, just because of his name and just because he references cards a lot. But I love Saint and Center. I love the drums. I cut this out oh. of the video, and it's on the audio podcast because the podcast is like 20 minutes longer, the audio podcast mm-hmm. is. But when it starts, that this song is the one that gives me chills, that that beginning lick, that just that... And then how Eric came up with uh-huh. that feel, that... Doo, 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 doo. And that—that's just—it's a—he's got swing in the middle of a freaking rock song. It's just amazing to me. And Gene Hit knows how. I know that 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 I turn this song up when it comes on, and that snare sounds like a freaking machine gun just going off. And the where he. The part where they're going into the chorus and he's doing the offbeat on the mm-hmm. on the hi hats, um, it's yeah. just awesome. This awesome. the drumming saves this song. Mm-hmm. I think if the drumming wasn't on par, yeah. I I would not like this song as much. I totally agree. I totally agree. And Vinny has Vinny has hands down what I think one of the best solos on this album on this song that mm-hmm. melodic. That da na 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 na. I hate. It's great, great mm-hmm. solo. I was so happy to find out when I started doing my research that that was Vinny 
doing wow. that solo because there's so many ghost musicians mm -hmm. on this doing solos and playing guitar work and stuff like that. But to hear that that was Vini, and when you hear it, it doesn't have the sound of his guitar that you hear in Lick It Up, uh, but you can hear that that's Vinny's style of mm -hmm. playing, the way he plays. So yeah, Saint and Sinner, I'm with you on that, brother. <laughs> we'll be Saint and Sinner brothers, man. I love that song. <laughs> that is my number three on this album. Uh, so number five, Rock and Roll Hell. Uh, huge for me. Yeah, because huge. I know why. <laughs> uh, number one, and it... it Brian Adams, all written, you know, all over it. Mm -hmm. um, I love, I love. It's gloomy. It's got those thundering drums. Um, it's got a. Oh yeah, it, it's got a, it's got a Gene solo vibe to mm -hmm. it. It's got a Journey of a Thousand Years vibe to it, even though I know that came way much later. Mm -hmm. And it, it's crazy to me to hear the the Bachman Turner Overdrive version. And and know that that's the version that you know Jim Balance and Brian Adams wrote for them, and then you know Gene took it and tweaked it, made it his own, made it classic Demon. Uh -huh. And uh, I love the fact I read in an interview that Jim Balance said this was he and Brian Adams' first lesson in the music business that you can tweak a song and you become a major songwriter in it. And all, you know, money, more money goes to you than, you know, Brian Adams and Jim Valance would have gotten the big share of this song had Gene not split it three ways. But I, I love that. It's so much fun for me to imagine a early Brian Adams working with Gene on this song. I mean, he may have not even worked with him on the song. Gene may have just done all this himself, but so much fun and i i just love that story that that jim valance said this was their first lesson in the music business what a what a great man to learn a lesson about music business from than gene yeah i don't know if it's the same song but i know i don't know if it's if it's this one or if it's war machine but that um they presented the song to him and gene's like i like that song we need to make some changes and they're like no we yeah. like we like the song just as it is. And they said, he's like, no, you don't understand. I'm uh -huh. going to make some changes. Uh -huh. And so I that way it. he got his songwriting. They were like, that way he got his songwriting credit. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I love this. Where'd you choose this for you, number one? Number one. So I chose this. I chose this seven for me, but that does not reflect how I feel about it. Uh, I love Rock and Roll Hell. I love that it tells the story. The story it tells. It's very oh, yeah. visual, mm -hmm. and you can know you know that Brian Adams and his ability to tell. Uh, I'm a big Brian Adams fan too, and uh, I'm more of a fan of his more his later stuff that would come along. I'm, I'm not. I don't think I've really ever heard much of his early stuff, but um, I'm. I like everything I've ever heard from Brian Adams. I like. And I know that he's a great songwriter, a great musician. And I can hear this all over him. Uh, I can hear him all over this song. And I this is one of those songs because of the way Gene sings, sings it, especially in the beginning where he comes in kind of raspy, that been on the fire, you know, when he comes in. Mm -hmm. I can almost hear Brian Adams singing that that lyric. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. Brian has that amazing, scratchy voice mm -hmm. also. And so I can hear Brian Adams singing this song just because of the way that Gene delivers it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, Rock and Roll Hell, great. And um, so that takes num that brings us to number four. They chose, the panel chose, I Still Love You. Hey, this is where I'm going to get beat up. <laughs> I don't I, think you'll get beat up as uh, bad as you think you do. Uh, it's number nine for me. Mm -hmm. I respect this song. I think it's a beautiful song. I think it's great. But to me, it brings this album to a screeching halt. It's it's like, oh, this album's so good, so good. And then all of a sudden, done. Uh -huh. And it's just, it's so slow. And I mean, I love the drums. I love the craftsmanship of it. We always talk about how Paul crafts a song. I love it. 
and and it gave way to those horrible, like you said, vocal <laughs> vocal exercises that we had to deal with live. Oh god, but... <laughs> I hate this song live. Uh, yeah, and and that's what I was thinking about when I was listening to it again. I was like, oh, it man, hearing the song live was just that's bathroom time for that. It was torture. It's torture. But uh, yeah, I. I totally respect the song, but on this record, it just it kills this record for me. So mm-hmm. it was in my number nine. Yeah, yeah. The, you you tell that Paul was very proud of this song. Um, uh, you know, Nina kind of told the story of you know Vinny and Paul working together and how Vinny talked yeah. about working with Paul on this mm-hmm. song. Uh, this song actually scores high for me. Um, it, but I, I do agree that it is, it is kind of a Debbie Downer of the album. Uh, but there are songs that I like, hands down, not as much as this one. Um, I actually would almost listen to. You want to get a rock thrown at you? I'd almost rather listen to I love to uh, to I Still Love You than Creatures of the Night, just because Creatures of the Night has kind of grown a little stale on me. Um, well, yeah, and, and when and, we get to that. And yeah, I, I've never been a big fan of Creatures of the Night from the beginning, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. But <laughs> um, but I Still Love You is, I think, you know, Paul was going through some shit during this time. You know, is this Paul, about, is this this, about um, Dan Aykroyd's wife? It's rumored this was about Donna Dixon. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and you read his book, he was going through some shit. And... Mm-hmm. Paul was always been a terribly lonely person if you read his book. He spent a lot of time just sitting in his empty apartment by himself. Nobody nobody to call, nobody to talk to. And mm. man, this song just gets me. The very opening line is such a Paul line. You tell me that you're leaving and I'm trying to understand. I mean that that is just such a Paul line. I had myself believing I could take it like a man. That is Paul Stanley craftsmanship, and that's mm-hmm. the, what I've always loved, loved, loved about Paul is the way he can write a song like no other. Like mm-hmm. there's nobody else in the band that can write a song like Paul Stanley. And so see now, see now you made me want to listen to the song again. <laughs> yeah, just you can hear the pain in his voice and and the solo that comes in. Um, let's see who does the solo in this. Uh, I still love you is Robin Ford done the solo on it, but it's got a great, amazing solo. The drums and Eric Carr plays bass on this. So he pulled double duty. So, um, it's great, great song, but yeah. Um, so, uh, number three, the panel chose, I love it loud. Um, great. I mean, the first time I saw the video, like I said earlier, Unexposed, I love the song. How can you not love that drum beat? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I can't play drums to save my life, but this is the first beat you play if you sit behind a drum kit. You know, I remember being 15 and sitting behind a drum kit, big old Ludwig drum kit, and, and trying to play this beat. Um, it is... It it is the song that makes creatures, that huge drums. Um, it's funny that my first exposure to the band, besides Exposed, was Smashes because the Smashes version is horrible, and who knows why? Why would you take take the one ingredient of the song away? I'll never know. But you know, I grew up. You know, my formative first couple months were with smashes and so to get creatures of the night on cd and hear this version was just mind-blowing and instant love from teenage on i still love this song i love it live um it's it's the perfect would have been a good album title too uh-huh. uh it's just it's just a badass heavy metal song uh-huh. It is, and I, I told the story in the video. I, I in the other video. I remember when this premiered. I being, I remember being mm. a kid and waiting up to see this and not being disappointed. Uh. The video was like a little mini movie, you know, that had mm-hmm. the whole little thing at the beginning that you don't see very often now. 
the crickets, and, yeah. Yeah, and the crickets and outside the house and then coming in. And then that whenever the kid, the teenager comes and sits down, that very first shot you see of Gene on the TV. And it's like, oh, I know that feeling. I know that feeling of watching them on television. But yeah, the iconic, the iconic drums. Uh, I was somewhere one time and I was helping a band do sound check. And I got behind the drums and I sat down and they're like, they're like, just give me some, just give me something. And I remember I just started, like you said, I started that. Doom, doom, tat, doom, tat. Mm-hmm. I got two bars into it and somebody in the club started going, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what that is. Uh-huh. It's like when you hear, doom, tat, doom, tat, doom, tat. come on, feel the noise. Yep. It's one of those iconic drum beats. And I love it loud. It's, it's amazing. I, I picked it no, number two for me. It um, was number three for me. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't mention yeah. that. It's number three. Uh, number two, the panel chose War Machine. Uh, my Brian Adams heart. <laughs> I I rank it's number two for me because I I had to do Rock and Roll Hell number one. How can you not love this riff? You mentioned the riff in the video with Nina, and mm-hmm. this is probably the most beautiful guitar riff on a kiss record i mean there's there's tons of great riffs making love and stuff like that but this is just a great classic riff it's one of the first riffs any kid with a guitar should learn it's very easy it's all one string but so much heavy metal awesomeness in this song i want to know what brian adams version was like that is my that is my dying question before I die, I want Brian Adams to release a demo of this song. And if I ever do a Brian Adams meet and greet, that's going to be my one question. I'm just going to say, please tell me about War Machine. Tell me how you and Jim Balance wrote this song with Gene. I, I want to know. It, that's my, my dying wish, I guess. It would be the best of both worlds for me to know how they created the song because the song is so good mm-hmm. and it's so demonic towards the end it's mm-hmm. just it's like it's almost like a perfect that's what gene wins on this record oh my gosh it's just so it's it's everything you want in a early 80s go into your friend's basement and mm-hmm. grab his big brother's record and sit down with a heavy metal record and just old school speakers and loud. It's everything you want. I love it. Yeah. That riff, that the riff itself and then the effects that they have on that riff. Mm-hmm. This song sounds like it and I Love It Loud were recorded in an airplane hangar. The guitar mm-hmm. is so huge. And then the drums just come in with that. Doom, doom. And then once again... That opening roll on the snare that sounds like machine guns. And, and then Eric does that little... Uh-huh. And want to bite the hand that feeds me. Oh, my uh-huh. God. And, and you, you, mentioned, you mentioned his voice. I mean, Yeah, that, just... fl- that flanger they have on his voice. is uh-huh. He's just got that... He's singing in that gutter range that he has. And then the effect just takes it even more set the demons free and watch them fly i mean strike down the one who leads me i'm going to take his place i mean it's this song is just so this is like the companion to i love it loud i love it loud is like we're not going to take your bullshit anymore we're going to be a heavy metal band and we're a war machine it's like companions it's almost like i love it loud should have been at the beginning of the album and War Machine should have been at the end. That would have been mm-hmm. perfect bookends. Oh yeah. Um, to to this album. Yeah, and uh, Paul wouldn't stand for that. No, and Creatures of the Night is a Creatures of the Night is a good title of an album. I'm not going to take it away, but I love it loud or War Machine. Both could have been great titles. Oh yeah. Also, very much, and especially with the tank, the tank uh-huh. riser. I mean, yeah. It would have been perfect. Exactly. War Machine is what the tank embodies. It embodies the song War Machine. 
Uh, it really does. And I, and I am happy that they're playing War Machine on the end of the road. I think that's something I mentioned that got cut out of the video. There's about 20 minutes worth of stuff that got cut out of the video. So if you've not seen it, you can go on my website and you can... It's on iTunes and it's on Podomatic and you can go and you can listen. It's like a full 20 minutes longer where we talk about some end of the road touring type stuff and we get off on a little tangent and uh, you know, and I just cut it down because some people's like, oh, your videos are getting too long. So I was like, well, shoot, I'll cut the videos down and then I'll put the uncut audio on on Podomatic or on Pod, mm. on iTunes. You, who wants to listen to it, listen to it there. Um, but yeah, so if you want to hear some of those juicy facts. <laughs> um, and so uh, the last thing, uh, number one, the panel chose Creatures of the Night. Yeah, um, it's down for me. It's seven. Uh, it's, I, it's a powerful song. It's a great opening song, but it just never does anything for me. I, I never, when I put on this record, I never go to hear this song. In fact, I usually, I usually skip it and I start at track number two. Um, I do, I do love the lyrics. I do love the riff. Um, living in the whispers until we start to shout. I mean, it's got great imagery, and that's what Paul's great at, and he's great at crafting a song. Uh, you know, coming in when I did as a Kiss fan in the early, you know, late 80s, early 90s, it was awesome to hear this on a live three. But uh, yeah, it's just never been. It was cool to hear it on the Revenge tour, too. Uh -huh. I forgot about that. But, uh, it's just never been a, a, a huge track for me. And I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe you, maybe, what, what are your thoughts? Cause maybe. I'm kind of, I'm along with you. I mean, it's at five for me. And I mean, the only thing it's really above is keep me coming, rock and roll, hell, danger and killer. And I like keep me coming, rock and roll, hell and danger. It's really danger and killer. Are the only two tracks that I could almost do without on this album. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't like them. But Creatures of the Night, to me, it's almost... And I've got probably, how many people? 38 panelists that are probably going to be mad at me when I say this. But it's almost like Paul can sit down and he can write a song. And he, it sounds like he's effortly, effortlessly crafting a song. Mm -hmm. um, but Paul does not, and Paul cannot write the same kind of songs that Gene does. And so... To me, this song almost sounds like Paul is trying to write a Gene song, Boom. talking about being creatures Boom. of the night, it. and it just doesn't quite work. Um, it almost sounds like he's trying too hard to um, to write a Gene song, and yeah, that may be totally it. I mean, imagine if this would have been a Gene. Imagine if this would have been Gene singing this song. It might. It would have had an entirely different feel. That's one thing mm -hmm. I do love about Paul and Gene is, and everybody in Kiss that sang before is they had different voices and their mm -hmm. different voices suited their different songs. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the thing that I've never been really a big fan of. Matter of fact, if, a lot of times if I'm listening to this in my car, I'll start it, I'll let it get to a certain point and then it's boop, skip to Saint and Center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do love that breakdown riff. That yeah. dun, 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 That's fun. But, yeah, and, that, and once again, that's Paul. That is Paul constructing a bridge or throwing in something extra before you actually get into the solo. Mm -hmm. It's got a really cool solo. It's probably got kind of like a weird ace solo about it. Mm -hmm. um, but, and uh, see who did the solo on Creature of Mike? No, Vinny. No, Steve Ferris did the uh, solo on Creatures. Well, so he's Mr. Mr., right? Yeah. Um, and so... But yeah, I I think what I what I said. I think it's just it's Paul think, trying Paul trying to be Gene. Yep, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. For me, that is that is a a wonderful way to wrap that up. But that song. but I'm just like you. I respect it. I I think yeah. it, I I like it. I mean, hell, I chose it five. I mean, I like it. But mm -hmm. there are a bunch of there are four songs above it that I adore more than it. Once you get to five. It really drops down to that next level for five, six, and seven, and then eight and nine are on the bottom shelf for mm -hmm. me. Um, the first four songs are top shelf 
for me. Okay, man. Well, I'm glad we got to do this. I yeah, missed you, you. Missed you on Saturday, and I know that the viewers missed you too. So it's thank you uh, very much. Thank you for letting me catch up. And and once again, thank you for doing these. Um, you have brought the community together in a way that I've I haven't seen done, and it, it's awesome. Like like having Nina on, having Julian on. Um, and then having people leave comments, you you begin to make friends with these people. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not at first. You know, at first you just look at their their list and you disagree with it. And then the next album comes and you look at their your, their list and you're like, hmm, I kind of agree with that. And then you start to be like, oh, this guy is 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 my speed. He's my friend, and or this girl. Uh-huh. This girl and I hit see eye to eye on this, and it's it's very cool. This community can be so so backstabby at times, uh-huh. and it's it's cool to have a forum where people become friends and people talk. And I, I love looking on Twitter and looking on your Instagram and seeing people comment to other people's list and the conversation go and go and go and go. And then they start talking about other records and other albums and it's awesome. So mm-hmm. kudos to you for, uh, for putting this together and, and doing this. Um, you, you've made the community come together and that's awesome. Well, I do it for a little bit of retribution for my lip syncing videos. <laughs> Cause those people hate me. Um, I actually had somebody say, don't you have anything better to do? I'm like, yeah, I have about 200 other videos that have nothing Mm -hmm. to do with lip syncing that you need to check out. I do have a lot of other stuff to do. Um, Well, I appreciate that. And that's what I wanted to do. Whenever me and you first started talking about this, we, after we'd done a few videos, me and you both were like, let's bring some people in. Let's bring some of these panel members in. Let's bring some special guests in. And it's been cool to give members, uh, to give panel members and give other people on social media and those who have YouTubes and things like that have their own channels to give them a forum, a stage to be, a platform to be able to get up on and expose themselves to a larger audience and then them kind of take off on their own like that's mm-hmm. happened with Emily. And, uh, and, you know, I'm just happy to see like her starting to garner like her own followers and subscribers mm-hmm. and her social media uh you know picking up and everything and that's really what it's all about i'm not in competition with anybody especially if they're in the kiss community we don't have to see eye to eye on everything many are perfect examples of that that we don't see eye to eye on every one of these songs and we don't have to because it comes down to personal taste and opinion mm-hmm. uh, and i don't expect somebody to like every song that I like. And if I absolutely adore a song and it's, I think it's the best song that's ever been written and you think it's trash, that's okay because that's your taste. And that's, and I'm not going to try to convince you to, I will try to uh, let you feel my passion about a song. And if you go back and listen to it again and you're like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Then that's great. But if, but I'm not trying to convince anybody to like a song uh, because there's some songs you're not going to convince me to like, uh, but help me, um, touch me. help me touch me. But I do like that solo. I'll go to I'll go to my <laughs> deathbed saying I like that solo. It's the best part of that song. It's the the best part of waking up is is uh, <laughs> hold me touch me in your cup. Um, but yeah, but but you have you've given me. Um, I look at songs differently because of also because of the way that you look at them. And you have the same effect on me that I have on you. And, and I, you mentioned the, the, the community. I love seeing, I love seeing the, the way the community reacts to the, the posts. They jump right on them. It's like when mm-hmm. I put a post out and saying, hey, we're collecting a list, they jump right on it. And they communicate. And then the way they communicate in the comments and it's really cool to hear some of the stories. Um, one guy talked about, uh, uh, <laughs> what was it on? He, his story, I had it list, I had it mentioned somewhere, throwing this in here really quick, because I meant to mention it, and I didn't get the chance to in the video. 
Um, it was uh, Sonic Riccardi. He got the if I'm if I'm telling the story right, he got the 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 '83 uh, re-release with the no makeup on, and he took the cover and actually painted the makeup on their faces. Oh, wow. And uh, oh. Trevor and I've got a note here about Grandma. Trevor Bullock told a story about his grandma about how his grandma didn't really like um, she only liked certain musicians and artists and he's talking about like Elvis and the like like that but he said that she liked creatures now him and his grandma oh. used to listen to creatures together that's cool and it kind of reminded me of my grandma because my grandma was the first person that bought me a kiss album and if mm -hmm. I had, my grandma had not bought me that album had not taken me to that store that I showed in my video and had not walked me over to that record thing and said buy whatever album you want and if she, I'd say, I want this one. No, I don't get that one. Get another one. Get an Elvis record or whatever. Who knows? I mean, my, my journey might have started much later. Mm -hmm. um, but it kind of made me think about my grandma. But, yeah, so, man, uh, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you, the kind words. And I just love what the what the the viewers, what they do in the social media, what they do in the comments. It's great. And uh, I've already started thinking. I was like, man, starting with Lick It Up, we've got 10 albums to go. <laughs> it's going to get dicey. It's going to get dicey. Uh, it's going to get dicey going into these 80s. And uh, there's some albums I'm sitting here going, wow, what, what are these panel members going to do? What are they going to do? And so anyway, guys, that's it, Rick. I'm glad that you got the chance to do this and let's yeah. make this little supplemental addendum that we're going to uh put out for everybody to be able to see and um uh, i guess we'll see you on the next video next panel video be lick it up so i'm brant within my head and you are who are you <laughs> rick from it's all for you demon and guys go check out rick's page i know that a lot of you have known have known rick and you follow him and you, um, I see where you guys are pen pals with him. He's got a great channel. He's got the pen pal program going on. If you're new to this channel and you've not seen Rick, please just look out for It's All For You Demon on YouTube and give him a subscription and uh, click that notification bell. So he puts out great videos and nostalgic videos that I just love and adore. So anyway, that's all we got. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Thanks for watching.